Chapter Fourteen of Bill Bolton and Hidden Danger by Noel Sansbury. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Fourteen. Bill blows up. Clocks in New Canaan were striking seven next evening when Bill turned the switch on the Loning's instrument board, which released the retractable landing gear of the plane five or six seconds later he spiraled down on the level field back of the bolton place and taxied toward the hangar wheel blocks in hand he was climbing out of the cockpit when a man ran up from the direction of the bolton garage evening master bill he greeted glad to see you back again hello frank i'm glad to get home myself even though i won't be staying long has my father returned home from washington no sir that is he ain't back in new canaan after i get something to eat i'm taking the buick down to stamford it may be that i'll come back to-night but if not i'll need the loaning to-morrow very well sir i'll fill her and give her a thorough looking over some doings there were here the night you left by the time i waked up and got the cops on the phone them guys had beat it there was a wrecked car what had run into a rope stretch out yonder but they took the license plates with them the cops think they can trace the car though well that won't get them anywhere i'll bet a hat the car was stolen anyway i know who the men were i've got a date with one of them tonight. is that so sir better let me go with you sir frank was all eagerness there's them what says i ain't so worse in a scrap bill laughed and shook his head thanks just the same frank some other time maybe there won't be any scrapping where i'm going this evening this is just going to be a quiet conference frank looked disappointed well you never can tell sir if it looks like something interesting i hope you'll give us a ring and i'll be wid yer in three shakes of a lamb's tail i'll remember but don't be too hopeful so long now i'm off to get a bite at the house before i start off again so long master bill i'll have the buick round front for you soon as i wheel this crate into the hangar thanks said bill again and marched off toward the house in the kitchen he encountered the cook well if it isn't master bill home again being that buxom female sure as i'm a sinner it's your dinner ye'll be wanting and divil a bit have it cooked yet i give help therein an hour ago oh that's all right annie but would it be too much trouble to rustle me a couple of sandwiches or maybe three annie hands on hips and arms akimbo looked indignant it's no sandwiches ye'll be getting mr bill in half an hour i'll have something hot and tasty dished up can't you be waiting that long gee i sure can annie but don't bother too much anything will do i'm hungry enough to eat shoe leather now you leave that to me he heard her say as he went toward the front of the house and then up the stairs to his room he shut the door and picked up the french phone from a night table by his bed as soon as central answered he called a stamford number mr evans there he asked when a man's voice answered evans speaking it sounds like bill bolton bill bolton is right mr evans i'm home in new canaan just got here by plane deborah gave me your number then it must be important 
spill the story boy tell me why you're not up in maine looking after my interests bill told him and it took him more than ten minutes to do so you see he ended while deborah was giving us a midnight lunch on pig island the five of us deborah old jim osceola ezra and myself went into a session of the ways and means committee after some argument it was decided that on charlie's account i must come down here and at least pretend to follow sanders orders to report to johnson at green's hotel anyway yes concurred mr evans i'm afraid there's nothing else that you can do i thought that perhaps you might have some men about rush the joint and capture this johnson kind of tit for tat you know we could swap him back to friend sanders for charlie that would even up things a bit just now it seems to me that they have the bulge on us there's no doubt about it bill they have your plan's a good one but it is impossible but why in the first place although slim johnson is a very young man he is one of the cleverest gangsters outside sing sing secondly if he didn't have a number one organization of cutthroats and gunmen behind him i'd have kidnapped that young gentleman long ago but tell me he went on anxiously what are you fellows up there doing about my boy just this after it was arranged that i should come on here osceola elected himself a committee of one to locate sanders hideout and to get his hands on charlie parker decided to stay on the island to guard deborah for it seems that jim is away most of the time on special duty for you which he wouldn't divulge and quite right too murmured mr evans jim work is a most important factor most important well it's all greek to me and although you're running this show sir and with all due apology i must say it's my opinion that you make a mistake in not putting more confidence in the people who are helping you look at me charlie blows in here and we beat it up to maine as fast as my plane and good lead bullets will get us there all kinds of hush stuff when we arrive then you beat it off during the night leaving us in a house that's a warren of secret passages and what not and to make it worse you leave us absolutely no instructions consequently one of us gets kidnapped and the other all but loses his life first by air-gun bullets and some air-gun it must be to shoot that distance and later by drowning then i mistake the people on pig island for your enemies make a fool of myself and darn near get kidnapped into the bargain as a direct result instead of being able to make myself useful in your interest around clayton i have to chase off down here to placate the chief of your enemies there's a lot in what you say replied mr evans but you must understand that this is an extremely serious affair in which an enormous sum of money is involved oh you make me tired snapped bill why i've had a sweet chance to sell you out lock stock and barrel money 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 that's all you so-called big businessmen think of and at that you're the guys we have to thank for the depression is any amount of money worth charlie's life they wouldn't dare they dared with poor little charlie Lindbergh. are you any better than our national hero but i don't like the way you're talking and i don't care a tinker's hoop what you like you're not paying me anything listen to me just as soon as we can find charlie for you i'm through 
you want those who are helping you to trust you and your judgment yet you won't trust them and seem to have as little respect for human life as did the german high command during the war anything else inquired an angry voice at the other end of the wire yes said bill there is a slight error on my part or what might be construed as an error when i inferred that you willingly risked human life in order to obtain money i naturally made an exception and that is you own valuable life mr evans with this parthian shot bill slapped on the receiver and switched off the telephone extension to his room i guess that'll hold him he muttered gosh i'm glad i got that off my chest he was under the shower in his bath when there was a knock on the door you're wanted on the telephone master william called a maid's voice it's a gentleman wouldn't give his name you tell the gentleman called back bill that i'm busy if he is insisted say that i suggest he can go where snowbells melt the fastest he dressed in a leisurely manner and went down to the dining room where he found a hot meal awaiting him he did full justice to it and about eight thirty he went out the front door climbed in his car and drove off it was a twenty-minute drive down through the ridge country to the city of stamford where he parked his car in a garage off atlantic street from there he walked down back streets and eventually came to gring's hotel he had passed the place many times and knew that it held an unsavory reputation the building was a five-story frame structure and back in the early years of the century it had been a famous hostelry the neighborhood had gradually deteriorated until now the once fashionable tavern reared its ornamental facade amid slums of the worst type the police department had raided the place so often that newspapers no longer regarded that sort of thing as news the hotel still had a reputation for excellent food and service but it drew its patronage almost entirely from the rough element sometimes criminal sometimes merely tough with which every new england manufacturing town is more or less cursed bill ran lightly up the steps to the long veranda a relic of better days paying no attention to the stairs of the lounges in the lobby he crossed to the desk and caught the clerk's attention phone up to mr harold johnson directed bill say that bill bolton is down here and would like to see him one moment sir returned the clerk and spoke a few low words into the phone at the rear of the desk mr johnson will see you he announced a moment later take the elevator to the fourth floor and turn left the room number is forty nine chapter fourteen